This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Uh, before we get started, just a, uh, a late-breaking announcement here. We have a new affiliate uh, we're welcoming to The Conspiracy Show, WQTK-FM. That's in Watertown, New York. WQTK-FM, Watertown, New York. Welcome aboard, and thank you so much, WQTK, for making us part of your, uh, your broadcasting family. The uh, 26 and a half trillion-dollar man, President Reagan's secret agent, Ambassador Lee Wanta, is standing by, uh, along with his publicist biographer, Lon Gibby, from Viking International. Ambassador Wanta will fill us in on what's going on behind the scenes during this crazy U.S. presidential election. I suppose this is kind of our Halloween special. And, uh, you know, we're not going to talk with Rosemary Ellen Guiley about vampires. Or, but when you think of it, just, just think of this election. Uh, how many times has Donald Trump been considered, you know, dead in this election? And Hillary Clinton, likewise. But they keep rising from the grave. So it is kind of Halloween-y, isn't it? We're talking about a couple of, I don't know, zombies. <laughs> they just will not die. Night of the Living Dead. The U.S. election. Um, last I spoke with Lee, he didn't think there would be an election, actually. And we'll find out if he's changed his mind. And incidentally, uh, both Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby will be with us for the full two hours. Uh, What's in the box is coming up in a few moments, our, our new segment with remote viewer Albert. Uh, first, let me introduce the band. Uh, on the Gibson, Gibson Flying V guitar, uh, Ian Robertson, my fine rockability friend. He's uh, behind the glass, twisting the knobs and dials. And um, as part of Indie Week, his band, Ruthless Ones, Ruthless Ones, will be playing at the, uh, the Bovine here in Toronto. That's at Queen and Bathurst on Wednesday, November the 16th. 
and they're all over the web. Just look at, just Google Ruthless Ones. And why not get out there for $6, have a great evening, and, you know, meet part of the uh, the conspiracy show. Go on up and say hi to Ian Robertson. Again, that's uh, the Bovine Club at Queen and Bathurst here in Toronto, Wednesday, November the 16th. $6 at the door. How's that for a cheap night out? All right. Uh, and, they, and incidentally, uh, Ruthless Ones, they, play, they, they call it delinquent rock and roll. I love it. Uh, in here, in studio with me, on this side of the glass, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, and occasionally the theremin, Albert Vinzel. Albert is here running our HOA, our Hangout on Air. And if you'd like to stream this radio transmission live on YouTube, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. Go to the top or near the top of the feed, and find the tweet containing the HOA link. Big capital letters, HOA. Click on that and you get moving pictures, as they say. Uh, all right, Albert is our resident remote viewer, able to transcend time and space. Now, he didn't study with Ingo Swan uh, or Russell Targ at the uh, Stanford Research Institute, but I, I think he found a reputable remote viewing program advertised on the back of a matchbook. I'm kidding, Albert. Uh, Albert? What's in the box? Turn that camera around so people can see our expensive humidor, uh, our Halloween-themed uh, humidor. And uh, what do you have for us? What do you think is in the box? Let me just get your mic on here. Here we go. Albert? It, it's, it seems like the obvious guess, but I would guess Halloween treat, like something sweet, a piece of chocolate. <laughs> but see, see, the thing Did you is go it, through your protocols, Albert? <laughs> no. But the thing is, even when you make the wild guess, if you stay for, with it long enough, it will yield the right answer. It's a, it's a matter of just getting in that zone. All right. Well, um, we'll find out whether you're in the zone. We're going to do something a little different tonight. And we will get to uh, Lee Wanta here in, in a few moments and uh, some other special guests. But let me just, uh, for people listening, uh, or if you're, if you're watching us on the, uh, the HOA, if you'd like, like to try and engage your remote viewing skills and determine what is in that box, we'll do the reveal after the bottom of the hour. And what you can do is hashtag, use the hashtag, what's in the box, and send me a tweet with your guess. And whoever is the closest. We've got a little special treat for you. You'll have to be in the Toronto area to pick this up, but this is a, uh, we've put together a Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> grab bag here. What I've done is I've gone into my vast library and I've included, uh, I think there's three books in here. Some of them are of a Halloween theme dealing with the paranormal and there's some, some uh, juicy conspiracy stuff in there as well. So that is up for grabs. What's in the box? The hashtag, what's in the box? And you've got now until the bottom of the hour, basically, uh, to, uh, to, to send me a tweet. And who can ever come closest? All right, that's what's in the box. And, Albert, you'll find out as well uh, whether you're uh, correct or not. All right. Um, now, before we reveal oh, – okay, so we've done that. Um, before we get to Ambassador Wanta – Thank you. Um, I'm just hearing some instructions in my headset from uh, Ian. Before we get to Ambassador Wanta, I received an email from a woman named Annie Birdsong. And uh, Annie claims to have uh, exceptional hearing in the 10th percentile. Uh, and because of that, uh, she was able to detect something unusual. Remember the Access Hollywood tape that came out several weeks ago? where Donald J. Trump forgot he was wearing a wireless mic and he was on this uh, van or bus being uh, transported to a location along with uh, Billy Bush, the host. 
And, of course, we all, we're all familiar with, uh, with what happened next. Trump engaged in some very crude and inappropriate locker room talk, to say the least. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. The Access Hollywood tape it, itself is old news, and we should really be focused, obviously, on the WikiLeaks and the email scandal. Uh, but I found Annie's email and theory uh, as to what's going on with that tape rather interesting, and I'll give her a few minutes. I'm not going to play the Access Hollywood tape. Quite frankly, I didn't have time to edit out all the profanity. It's mostly profanity. Uh, So anyway, before we get to uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby, let me just bring Annie Birdsong on here for a few moments. Annie, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Well, hello, Richard. I'm so happy to be on here with you. All right. My pleasure, Annie, and thank you for sending your email. Now, uh, first of all, uh, are you able to divulge your location? Where are you? I'm in Alabama. You're in Alabama. All right. We have a wonderful accent. Thank you for joining us. So you you watched the Access Hollywood tape and you listened to it and you say you have exceptional hearing. And uh, this has been verified by your uh, ears, uh, your ear, nose and throat doctor. Is that correct? Yes. He said it's the most exceptional hearing he'd ever tested. I was in the upper tenth percentile. All right. So he called when, it super hearing, but it's not Superman hearing. But he called it super hearing. So oh, it was super. All right. Now, when you w- watch the Access Hollywood uh, tape and you listen to it, because it's primarily audio, we we don't see Trump uh, until he exits the van, but we hear him. What jumped out at you as unusual during that uh, rather crude, to say the least, uh, locker room talk, as he described it? It's two things. The dead giveaway, which was so obvious, was the fact that the video was missing. So anybody could have been talking. That was the dead giveaway. Secondly, I ran it through a 17-band equalizer, and the background noise in some of the places where I believe to be splices of a Donald Trump impersonator, a highly professional, highly paid man who could fool even me. Those sound like the sound quality of the background noise. It sounds like second generation. It's not quite up to par with the rest of the tape. Very, very subtle differences in tone and sound quality. All right. Uh, now, as to the fact that we, we only have audio, well, I mean, he often, we you know, we only have audio. Sometimes we have leaked telephone conversations. Uh, in this case, obviously, he was not on camera because he was being transported, but he was wearing a wireless mic. Now, was there something that you heard before you put it through the 17-band the equalizer that, that you detected? And is that why you decided to run it through that technology? I ran it through because I did not see Donald Trump move his mouth to say those words. Okay. Now, but even those sections of the tape where you do hear background noise and it sounds legit, uh, I mean, even then he's saying some horribly crude things. So I didn't see him say it. Anybody could have said those things. Well, that's true, but he didn't deny it, though, either. I mean, he he apologized for it. What he... (laughs) 
What he did not deny is that a conversation took place there. I don't think he went over every single word with a fine-tooth comb. I really believe he needs to listen to this tape again and have it analyzed by his people. All right. Now, um, again, I, I didn't want to play it because there's so much profanity, and I didn't have time to you know, go in and take the profanity out. Have you uh, posted the portions of this audio recording that you think are suspicious? Uh, have you posted them online, or is there anywhere we can hear them? <laughs> Get your first generation. If I post it, it's second generation. You probably have better equipment than I do. Mm, okay. All right. Now, what what uh, what portions of the tape have you identified that you think who's ever behind this is utilizing a Donald Trump impersonator? Well, there's one section where he... There's one section where a man talking on the tape or a person talking on the tape that sounds like Donald Trump says, well, you just grab the woman by a certain part of the anatomy. Right. Okay, we're familiar with that. So you've you've detected that there's no background noise that matches the other background noise there. So you suspect that may have been inserted, spliced into that conversation. Sounds like they looped the second generation of the background noise, but it's just not exactly a complete exact match with the background noise on the rest of the tape. They looped a picture of the van, too, and they looped the background noise to make it sound like it was the same background noise. They wait until nobody's saying anything, and they cut that part out when nobody's talking, and then they take that and loop it, and then they talk over it. Interesting. Do these tapes. Okay. And is there another section of the tape? You've identified one clip where he says you grab her by the blankety blank. Is there another portion of the tape that you found the background noise doesn't match? Yes. Something about um, if you're a star, they will let you. If they let you do anything. Right. I I remember that passage as well. Okay. All right, and there's well, a lot of other tapes on YouTube, too, that I think need to be analyzed. And there's a radio station in Birmingham that does this every day and puts together tapes of people having interviews with, with politicians that never interviewed anybody. Well, Annie, you, you raise a good point. In this age of Adobe Audition and, and um, uh, I mean, you can do anything with video. You can make people see what's not there. You can do some remarkable things with audio tape. We have to be very careful. That's true. Uh, Annie, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, and I'm going to go hop back and have a second uh, listen to that. I contacted WikiLeaks, too. You did? I All right. Sure did. Okay. Annie Birdsong, thank you again. Thank you I, so much. Annie Birdsong checking in from Alabama with uh, exceptional hearing and believes that uh, the Access Hollywood audio tape has been doctored and utilized an impersonator. Found some suspicious things going on with the background noise. All right, I'll let you go back and listen and judge for yourself. Ambassador Lee Wanta, the $26.5 trillion man, and publicist editor Lon Gibby are next right here on The Conspiracy Show. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Do you want the truth? 
You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To get the truth, call Richard now at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Don't forget uh, to uh, use the hashtag What's in the Box and uh, we'll reveal that at the bottom of the hour or just after the bottom of the hour. So much uh, obviously happening in the U.S. election, it's hard to keep track. Of course, the latest is FBI Director James Comey announcing last, uh, late this week that he was reopening the investigation into Hillary's emails. The big question, or there are several, is this a distraction from the seemingly endless parade of documents from WikiLeaks? Is it a distraction uh, for, uh, uh, from claims of massive voter fraud going on in the U.S.? Was James Comey pressured due to what other uh, pressured due to a mutiny? Uh, inside the FBI. This uh, just came out in the Daily Mail, incidentally, in London, that uh, there's a stack of resignation letters on his desk from very furious FBI agents and and his wife as well, apparently, uh, very upset with her husband. What other October or should I say November surprises will we see here to discuss all that and more? is, uh, first of all, let's welcome Lon Gibby, publisher of Viking International, editor of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Welcome, Lon. How are you? Great, Richard. Great to be with you. My pleasure. Thank you. Ambassador Lee Wanta, appointed by President Ronald Reagan as a special agent agent to engineer the takedown of the former Soviet Union in the 1980s through a series of complex currency swaps and other financial transactions. His financial dealings not only caused the collapse of the Russian ruble and the demise of the Soviet Union, he also netted a vast fortune worth an estimated $26.5 trillion. The taxes on that were to be paid to the U.S. Treasury and used to pay down the U.S. debt and pay for massive job-creating infrastructure projects. However... A cabal of nefarious individuals in and out of politics have conspired to prevent Lee from getting at that money. And he is, of course, the author of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Ambassador Wanta, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, sir? And good evening to you, but keep in mind, I'm a secret agent, not a special agent. All right, thank you for that. Because that's a heck of a change, because under the Totem Doctrine, see, if I was a special agent, they would pay me. And Ah. I have four letters from the White House... Office of Special Counsel, that I have never been a federal agent. Thank right. God for that. Thank you for the clarification. Secret agent. We'll be very clear about that from here on in. Thank you. All right. Uh, first, let me get your take on uh, FBI James Comey's decision to reopen the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. You thought that would happen, didn't you? Absolutely, but he's a great man. He is an honest cop, but he was threatened, just like El Gore was threatened, and what can he do? But now he stood up and says, not so fast. I think he's a great guy. You've had dealings with him? Jim Comey testified to Judge Lee in front of court that I was a secret agent of the Totem Doctrine. He was assistant uh, attorney general at that time for John Ascroft, who suddenly went into the hospital so he wouldn't have to testify. And he had John, uh, Jim Comey testify in lieu of John Ascroft, which was in my favor because he testified I was a secret agent with President Reagan. Oh. Because uh, George Tanat, the director of the CIA, he wanted to be a CIA agent so he could keep all the money, which was fraud on the court. 
by them. All right. There are several theories, Ambassador Wanda, as to why the FBI would break with protocol and do this so close to an election. It's unprecedented. Some might say uh, inappropriate. You can weigh in on that as well. But one theory, and I mentioned this earlier, is that Comey feels guilty about the lack of a proper investigation back in July, and and he wanted to right a wrong. And then we have the Daily Mail today reporting that Comey was facing a mutiny by a multitude of senior FBI agents. There was a pile of resignation letters on his desk. And these agents were furious with Comey because, uh, well, because he didn't recommend an indictment again back in July. Another theory is Comey is in the pocket of the Clintons. They have something on him. Let's face it, they have something on everyone in Washington. And he's being used again. And this time, this whole uh, opening of the investigation is is a distraction. Uh, there's nothing new here in the emails. There's, this is a distraction from the, the constant drip, drip, drip from WikiLeaks, and it's also perhaps to distract from massive voter fraud going on. What are your thoughts on these two possible explanations? Well, let's go one at a time. First of all, Comey is not a prosecutor. He used to be the dep- deputy attorney general. Then he was a prosecutor. Now he's the FBI director. FBI directors do not prosecute. They recommend Loretta Lynch already told them, drop dead, you're not doing nothing. Loretta Lynch is a political appointee from Obama. Now, where could they go? Comey is correct. Comey knew they were guilty, or they should have been charged, and he knew that upstairs would not help him in any shape or form. He was threatened as well, and he didn't want to die for the country, because by being alive like me, you can tell the truth and let the people understand the whole truth, nothing but the truth, to help you God. And Comey's an honorable person. And he said, the FBI is going to back me, and I'm standing up. And he's a hell of a tall guy. Are you, are you hearing uh, anything from senior FBI agents about uh, their being upset with him, that he's being pressured because they're threatening resignation? Is there a mutiny going on inside the FBI? There's not a mutiny. The FBI, you remember Frank B. Ingram of the FBI. Remember that? SA-32NV? Those senior agents want justice to be served. You cannot buy yourself out of here by political allocations or appointments or just threats. This is not the way to run our country. We're destroyed enough. This is one of the few times the FBI says, not so fast. All right. The agents are upset, and you can't blame them. They took an oath of office like we all do. Right. But you just can't say, well, we're set aside allocations or special privileges or this or that. We're going to close our eyes. They don't have that right to close their eyes. They're investigators, they're cops, they're police, they're law enforcement. What you are can't pick and choose who you're going to give a ticket to. Ambassador Lee Wanta is with us. The book is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Lon Gibby also joins us from Viking International. Uh, Ambassador, what are you hearing, uh, if anything, about what may be the substance behind this reopening of the investigation? Is it... Uh, is it one particular email? Is it uh, evidence uh, that classified information was sent between uh, Hillary to, to uh, Uma Abedin? What are you hearing? Well, first of all, they're very close, those two, and I extremely close. And number two, you guys forget about Benghazi, which is not a consulate. It was not an embassy. Uh, Ambassador Stevens was murdered by homicide because he refused to do that arms deal with Turkey. They sacrificed him. And you will recall in Mogadishu, under the fact that I went to Mogadishu, we were going to have a naval supply depot there full-time, 24-7 at our expense, 
and we're having the airport over there divided to the U.S. Air Force, and I was made ambassador for that sole purpose to rebuild Somalia, which just was released from the Italians, and certain public officials went did a financial coup d'etat and got rid of the Council of Elders and stole the government from the people of Somalia. All right, they have all just, the right in the world to complain let me just, that there was a financial coup just like Ukraine to change the management of the country. Let me just back Who up to Benghazi. We, we are to do those things. Let me just back up to, uh, to, to, to Benghazi. You're saying that uh, Ambassador Stevens uh, was targeted because he refused to run weapons out of Benghazi into Turkey. Is that, is that what no, you're saying? No, the Turkey ambassador met with him in uh, Benghazi, and he refused to do what Hillary and everybody wanted to do. And that's why they gunned them down. He's an American ambassador. That's pretty high up to have a murder and slaughtered and, and other physical changes. That's not fair. Well, <laughs> that's say the least. It's not fair. Uh, well, but Benghazi right. was part of the Libya problems. And that was all by political crap. So, There's never been an embassy in, in Benghazi. They talked about it. It was never a, consult, a consulate. They talked about it. Hillary never approved it. He didn't approve it. He went there as a loyal American to save lives. So are, his. are you saying that the, the reopening of the investigation and uh, whatever, they're found, whatever they found uh, during their investigation of Anthony Weiner— uh, uh, um, Uma's estranged husband, that is connected to the Benghazi fiasco? Everything is involved with Benghazi because our military was told to stand down, and if we would have had the Mogadishu uh, Naval Supply Depot and the air base there, we would have been there in minutes, and I swear that there would have been a destroyer or a cruiser or maybe a battleship in the water because we were going to Mogadishu to protect the Israeli and the Middle East from war. Because the military-industrial complex and certain politicians make money from wars as well as the banks. The people like you and I, common people, we get no enjoyment of people being murdered and beheaded. All right. So, so what, is, what do you expect to happen in, in the next few days? Is this going to come out before the election? Is there going to be an what indictment? Ah. How can you have elections? First of all, Senator Bernie Sanders, who was running his presidency in the Democratic DNC, clearly said that it was a staged, rigged election by the DNC, and he was being swindled. Now, that would immediately have the FBI come under the RICO statutes for corrupt organizations, which could be the RNC and the DNC. Under RICO statutes and H.R. 20, the Hatch Act reform, you cannot use employees in political situations that are federal employees getting paid by the federal government, which is all the people. All right. I do want to come around to uh, your your belief that the elections will it's not, not take— It's not my belief. It's okay. a fact. It's Fair. a rule of law. It's not right. a belief. Okay. But I, I just want to—I I do want to come back to that, uh, Ambassador Wanda, but I just want to uh, focus on what do you think is—or what do you know is going to transpire in the next few days? Is the, is the investigation— uh, that's been reopened. Are we going to see anything come in the next few days? Uh, are, the, are are we going to see an indictment? Are we going to see what what's going to happen? There's nobody knows that, but you can't have any national elections because Senator Bernie Sanders said the elections were rigged, and now you got uh, uh, Trump saying he knows it's being rigged. My argument is all these people are, are bragging they want to run for office, but nobody's telling the people that we would have had two million jobs. 
back and ready in 1994 under the Clinton Gore and everybody with the high-speed rail, and we would have tax, no taxpayer funds. That's two million jobs, and say we're going to bring employment. We had an employment shortage since 1994. 1994, yes, when we talked to Rubin and Gore and Clinton that we were going to build a high-speed rail free of charge. That's two million immediate jobs. Immediate jobs. Right. But, but back to the uh, the voter fraud, and, and Lon Gibby is with us as well from Viking International. Oh, welcome, John, Lon. Uh, uh, Wanta, I, Black I Swan, wait. White Hat, uh, Lee, Ambassador Lee Wanta, Lon Gibby with us for the full two hours. Uh, the the, uh, the Bernie Sanders uh, statement that it's been rigged. Now, some will say, well, the DNC, yes, it's dirty, but they used superdelegates. And while it's, an, it's unsavory and, uh, you know, not terribly democratic, it does fall within the rules of the DNC. No, it doesn't. It you doesn't. cannot make okay. up rules to break the RICO statutes and the H.R. 20 Hatch Act. All right, explain. Act and the amendments of 1993. I don't care what party you're in. I don't care if you're a senator or a congressperson or a clerk in Congress. You cannot change the laws, nor can the political parties change the laws and become a corrupt organization and violate the regal statute. Okay, just explain it to me, though, uh, Ambassador. I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking. Now, no, how I just do... want you to know. All right. Just how does this... they say that's it, that means nothing. But haven't superdelegates been used by the DNC it from... It doesn't matter. It doesn't... You're rigging the elections, and Bernie Sanders, a senator, testified and told the people that the elections were rigged, which means the DNC and the RNC is involved in corrupt organizations, which is against the federal law. Okay, but Don't does... write a law if you're not going to support it. All right, but wouldn't a federal prosecutor have to, to start that uh, in, in action in order to suspend no, the election? No, because Senator Sanders brought it to the table. Okay. That's up now to the Attorney General Loretta Lynch to do that. Loretta Lynch is not likely to suspend elections, though, is she? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. She enforces the law. She doesn't right. modify the law. Okay. So, but how? Just to ex- help me you know, uh, uh, understand. Let me mention one thing. Yes, Lon Gibby. Yes. Yeah. T- title eighteen. Um, there's many sections in there that deal with of uh, the conduct of politicians and how they're supposed to operate when in office. And under Title eighteen, there's at least six of those titles that deal directly with some of the issues that uh, have come out uh, recently on on Hillary that a lot of people have known about for long many years. But one of the most uh, simple ones, it's real clear, is if you want to go to federal law, Title 18, Section 2071, uh, it's, and this, this deals with, uh, this basically uh, says this. I'm going to read it. Okay, let, Lon, I, I, I'm, go, I'm up against a break here, Lon, so just hold on okay. to that. We will get to that yeah. particular statute, Title 18, when we come back. Lon Gibby from Viking International, biographer, editor. And Ambassador Lee Wanta, President Reagan's secret agent and uh, the author of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations. What goes up must come down. 
and it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. All right. uh, Welcome back. Before we get back to Ambassador Wanta, let me just throw it over to uh, Elbert, who is monitoring the uh, Twitter feed. And uh, we're going to wrap up this What's in the Box segment. Elbert, any... Anyone close? Oh, well, do I don't know what's in the box either, but we've got a bunch of people tweeting in. Uh, Aaron G says a plastic fork. Catherine Ray says cigars. Um, Lala Lee says a little owl. Uh, another person for cigars. All out of love says a hand. And, and there's still more hand. coming in. <laughs> a human hand. All right. Uh, you know what? Um, nobody's even close. Why don't you just turn the webcam around very quickly and uh, let us reveal... What is in the box? It's a very simple item, very... uh, Here we go. Can you open that, Albert? Man, you got to hit the gym. It's just a lid on a a humidor. A hand was close, a mitten. A hand. It is a mitten. All right, what do you think? Is that close enough, Ian, a hand? All right, it's a a red mitten. Winter is coming. All right, why don't we connect with her, and hopefully she's in the Toronto area, and uh, she'll have our our little Halloween grab bag here full of... uh, of uh, books. All right. Congratulations uh, to her. Please connect with her on uh, on uh, Twitter. Albert? Okay. All right. Back to uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta, Lon Gibby. Uh, before the break, Lon, you were going to explain Title 18 and how this re- uh, refers to um, uh, voter fraud and uh, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, Sanders claiming uh, or insisting, of course, that there was some some voter fraud involved with uh, the use of superdelegates and so forth. All right, so okay. so go ahead with that one. Uh, okay, Richard, th- this refers to uh, the section, this Title 18, Section 2071, which refers to uh, a person uh, that's a that's a, a political that's in office. Um, it, it reads this way. I want you to hear this. Whoever having custody of any such record, proceeding map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully that willfully and unlawfully conceals removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, she'll be fined under this title or in prison not more than three years or both, and she'll forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. This is a federal law. Okay, and so under and so basically if if you've mutilated or destroyed or concealed then everybody knows now it's pretty well known that uh, that's exactly what took place that you are not eligible to, to be able to run for office. It's a federal law. And so today I was really happy um, that Fox News finally picked up on it. We've been putting this out. I know Lee's been putting it on Twitter for over a year now, uh, or at least getting the information out. It's also mentioned in the, in the book, uh, the biography. But Fox, uh, you know, one of the mainstream news organizations picked up on it. Uh, Brett uh, Bear did and talked about it, and it's finally starting. People are finally asking the question, well, why wasn't this brought up earlier? You know, it needed to, I mean, it's clear that you can't, under this federal law, that if you've removed or concealed or obliterated or destroyed, you know, government property, emails, documents that are part of the government, that you cannot run for office. That's it. I mean, that... And that's before we even get into all the other issues that Lee, of course, brought up. Right. With, so that has nothing know. to do with, with Bernie Sanders and the superdelegates. No, You're talking about... I wanted, right. Okay. This is, really, this is really important. It's at the very top of the list right now as far as, you know, it's, it's one of the 
one of the most important uh, you know things that's come out at this point uh, in the election is this finally has come out. So it, 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 she's not even qualified to run under this. You know, so it, you, she's disqualified because, and that is why James Comey reopened it now because this this investigation is going to demonstrate clearly that government documents were were destroyed uh, and thus she is no longer qualified to run that's that's correct yeah i mean and that's and, and so in so a number of people today on the news fox brought it up uh, they were questioning whether this you know this should be a disqualifying situation well yeah i mean add that to the list others have said well listen she she has disqualified herself from being briefed now briefed in intelligence matters that would disqualify her from being president you can't have a president who doesn't have security clearance to be briefed on intelligence matters that would disqualify her um yeah so but that's just a tip of the iceberg as you know and, and lee you know um has brought up a, a number of other issues that right. you know are serious and of course we know about uh, lee's tie with vince foster and what happened to uh right to the money that was given him so that's just all additional you know stuff that will come out that's, later but this that's is very the main useful. reason why the election can't take place well but ambassador wanta let me ask you this and lon you can jump in as well um let let's assume then that um hillary would be told to step down in fact there was an article or an uh, uh, an editorial in the chicago tribune today uh, a very, you know, important newspaper in the United States, Chicago Tribune, and the the editorial uh, or the columnist said that Hillary must stand down, and that, and uh, w- couldn't they simply have then her vice presidential candidate Tim uh, uh, Kane stand in for the for the election? Absolutely not, because the people had voted in the primaries for Hillary Clinton. Okay, so there's no mechanism that Might would allow bring in Santa Claus or some whatever. So there's no there's no, there's no mechanism there's that no would. There's no way to do that. There isn't. Okay. He's talking about bringing somebody to replace Trump. The people make the decisions, not politicians. Right. And you don't make the parties do not make rules who should run and who should not run. The people are in charge. Well, if if she were disqualified and and Kane couldn't run instead, why couldn't Trump just run against Jill Stein and and uh, the, the Libertarian candidate? That's not what the people expect. People have the right to govern their government their way, not the political way. A lot of these politicians were not even legally elected. All right. So if the election then is suspended, uh, who makes that call and then what happens after that? I would trust that the Supreme Court would jump in, but the highest court of the land is the U.S. District Court of the District of Columbia, not the Supreme Court. That's not the highest court of the land. That's a political and and. He to serve the president and the White House. So you go revert back to the way back when the, the U.S. District Court of the District of Columbia could make a ruling. That could take four or five months. In the meantime, you get a white, a white paper commission like you used to do way back when, and the people are, are, are highly respected would form like they did in the Philippines, a good gov, 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 government commission in the Philippines. Remember when Marcos left, you know? Right, right. They got through with it. Same thing when New York went into uh, to bank to bank to bank bankruptcy probably thirty forty fifty years ago they created a commission to settle up all the bills in New York so they could be uh, a a sovereign state again. So you're saying that that the election would be suspended for, for you can't suspend it's not a, a illegal election under the Rico statutes 
you still have to er- uh, investigate for a corrupt organization. So either party can't vote on nothing. Because Sanders, who was a sitting senator of the United States Senate, already had told the world that the elections are rigged. You must have a full-scale investigation under RICO statute, Chapter 95 or 96. I forgot which one. You may remember. 95 or 96 on Section, I think, 1161. The people have the right to govern. Not the politicians do not govern do not gov- govern the people. All right, we'll uh, take a time out. Ambassador Lee Wanta says there will be no election on November the eighth. Lon Gibby from Viking International, uh, Lee's biographer editor, stays with us as well. Back with more of the conspiracy show. Don't go away. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is the conspiracy show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat, Ambassador Lee Wanta with us for the duration, along with Lon Gibby, editor, publisher, Viking International. We are talking about what else? Uh, the United States presidential election and uh, why it won't happen. Ambassador Wanta says uh, that it will be... now. I don't want to put you put you over the edge here again, Ambassador, but I just want to make sure I have the language right here. Are you saying that it will or will not be suspended, or what? What is? Here, the... let, let me let me follow up. I'm not going over the edge again. <laughs> too old to go over the edge. Under the RICO statutes, R-I-C-O statutes. Yes. Title 18, U.S. Code, Chapter 96, Section 1961. Both parties and all the parties would have to be dissolved. First, be they got to be investigated for corrupt organizations. They're picking and choosing what rights of the people have. They have no right. And that's followed up by H.R. 20 of the Hatch Act, H-A-T-C-H Act Reform, of the amendments of 1993, which was in the 103rd Congress in 1993-1994 for, like, political hanky-panky. You can't do those things. Loretta Lynch has an obligation, as well as the acting president, Barack Obama, and I say acting because... For a number of very truthful reasons. And here's another guy. He's talking about jobs. He would have had two million jobs. He knows about the high speed rail. Cost him nothing. Cost the taxpayers nothing. And they brag about we're going to bring more jobs. They didn't do the two million jobs since nineteen ninety four free of charge. Okay, so back so to the back to the Rico. Nonsense. Back to Rico. Yes. All right. So what then happens uh, on November the 8th? Who makes a statement? How does Nothing this... happens. Nothing there happens. are no elections. You can't have elections right. with corrupt organizations, as Bernie Sanders pointed out. So He's how does this... Senator, you can't ignore him. How does this happen, then? Does the president come on uh, TV and make an announcement? How does what it happen? President? Okay. Lon, can you help me out here? <laughs> what happens? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what you're hearing is, uh, you know... Again, from Lee's perspective, perspective, and where he's at, when he says what president, I understand the reason why why he says that. Okay? I understand because we're operating. You know, a lot of people believe and understand if you do some research on it, 
we're operating as a corporation, not as a uh, constitutional republic. I understand. I'm using so, shorthand so, here. So, so, so when, when, Lee, when Lee says what president, that's what he's trying to say. I understand. Uh, or, okay. okay. But I'm using shorthand yeah. here. So, so who makes a statement? How, how, how do we find out there is no election? Well, that's a really good question. And I, I would I don't think, gentlemen, the provost marshal of the United States Army and the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they have a, a constitutional authority to do that. You don't need a politician to say we're being raped and plundered. Okay. The provost marshal, uh, General Mark Inch, and the, the Department of Defense, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, are big boys. They know the law, the constitutional law. It's been around since the civil law. So, the civil uh, the, the war we had back in the civil 1800s. war, right? Right. Okay. So uh, they have the authority. Nobody has to give them special authority. Okay. Would there then be, uh, would the acting president? I'll use that term. Would the acting president then? Uh, there won't be an acting president. Okay. We already got rid of one. So, will who will then be in charge? The provost marshal would have to be under constitutional law, and the joint chiefs of staff. Would they have, to, have decla- to save our country from corruption, political corruption, and the establishment, the cabal, the military-industrial complex, and all the other crap that goes along with corruption? Would there then be martial law? You don't need martial law. We have a military. Well, we're fighting ourselves? That's ridiculous. Well, don't you anticipate that there would be tremendous civil unrest when the election doesn't take place? People would be in- happy to find out that we're taking our country back from the from the characters and the state agent provocateurs. They're not going to go to martial law. They don't win for martial law. Politicians only win for martial law because they can do whatever they want to control the masses. But The masses are the electors, but you can not appre- the politicians. Okay, but you can appreciate... Uh, Richard, I, I think, I think, the, I think the, the public will be willing to postpone the election. Let's just say, you know, we're not canceling the election, but it can be postponed due to the things that are being revealed. Right Irregularities. Right. Well, uh, and we can talk more about that because surely there, you know, certainly there are tremendous irregularities. Never mind Bernie Sanders. I mean, and we can talk about. I mean, we'll, yeah, but we'll, he's the tempest right. in the pot. I understand. He bought it to the public's eye. Okay, but let me just bring it back to my my concern about the potential for civil unrest. And I understand what you're saying that people will be relieved, perhaps a, a certain portion. But you know that there are. You mentioned agent provocateurs. They will use certain groups to say, "Listen." Right, and they'll be arrested because they're getting paid. For insurrection, that's a criminal offense. You have the military arrest the state agent provocateurs and the puppet masters and all these other characters that are trying to destroy our country. This is the only time we have left. Well, this is what I'm what I'm wondering about the the, the potential for tremendous civil unrest. Whether these you know these groups that are that'll be manipulated and and provoked. Uh, you know, we have. Let's face it. We have many communities in the United States that are on tinder hooks right now, and and Certainly, something like this. They're being raped and plundered. Right. Well, and go back to the Watergate, you know, situation. You know, it was getting pretty. I mean, this is this is way more serious than Watergate, of course. I would agree so with much, that. I would agree. There's so much information that's been covered up. But remember that uh, you know the country didn't fall apart during that time. It was very. Uh, difficult time for the country when the president had and, and he resigned. He didn't have to be relieved of duty, and he just went ahead and resigned. Uh, it's all going to hopefully will be will happen in a peaceful way when it does happen. But, yeah, but once all this information comes out, I mean, the public's going to demand you know that things be done properly. I mean, and and people are. It's not like this is a new thing we're talking about. 
uh, people know about about exactly the corruption and the things that are going on. Uh, a lot of the people do. Uh, it's just that it hasn't come to them through the mainstream media yet. But when it does, that could change things. All right. So then what happens is, do we push the reset button and do we start the primary process over again with new candidates? How does that, uh, how do you see that uh, playing out? Talking to me or Lonnie? Either of you, yeah. I would see that somewhere along the line, the provost marshal will bring people on board to be like temporary leaders to create a better world for the sake of another name. And, and rebuild our country. We have the capability to do it. We just have to give the people of the military a chance without a martial law and all that other political nonsense to rebuild every state's a sovereign state amongst itself. So you've got 50 states that control their own environment. We, we don't need a, a huge White House to tell us how to live. We have 50 independent states. Look what they did to the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico now. They raped and plundered them, just like they did in Ukraine. They have no more rights. They, they foreclosed on all that illegal debt, and the bankers own Puerto Rico. It's crazy what gets on with the world these days. It's all okay because they say so. Who is they? It's not the will of the people. Uh, is there unity uh, amongst the, the, let's call them the flag officers in the military? Are they, are they all on side? or are, are Absolutely they're on the side of the American people. They took their oath of office to serve the American people. They're not going to shoot fellow Americans. That's crazy. That's what the politicians want. Let's kill everybody. And in the ISIS, we're funded by a lot of political leaders and corrupt corruption. Just behead everybody. Well, you know, we don't have to shave anymore. That's crazy stuff. That should have been stopped immediately. No, but I'm wondering the is... The military-industrial complex makes money by having wars as well as the banks. Right, but are, are there not divided loyalties uh, amongst the in, within the Pentagon, amongst the flag officers? The flag officers were served the American people. All right. They're not politicians. They hate politicians because they know they're corrupt. Not all of them, but... A bunch of them are, and they get away with fortunately, murder. Fortunately, we have some good politicians out there. I hope everybody understands that that's listening. That we're not. But they can't do anything. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Lee, Lee's saying that everybody's corrupt, and uh, it's just that the control uh, mechanism of the people that have had the, the um, been at the highest level of uh, puppet mastering at the highest level have been, you know, controlling things up to this point. But, but things are changing. All right. Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby stays uh, with us. We're coming up on um, uh, the top of the hour. And uh, for the affiliates down the line uh, who do not carry the second hour, we will say goodnight. But for those who do, please stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Ambassador Lee Wanta. Again, the book, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat, Along with editor-publisher Lon Gibby of Viking International, we will continue to discuss the U.S. election or the suspension of the U.S. election and much more. Strangeplanet.ca, the website, your portal to this program. Say hello on Twitter. Please follow at Richard Serrett, S. Why? Because I love you, T. And as always, follow the truth.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, your parents' basement, loft, taxi, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. A special hello to all of you listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 50,000 watts of peace and love, and 96.7 FM, incidentally, driving into the, uh, the radio station uh, tonight. Uh, from way up in the uh, what I call the nosebleed section north of Steeles Avenue, I, I could pull in 96.7 FM from north of Steeles on Bayview, and it sounded great. Hi to all of you listening in on the Zoomer Radio app and the Conspiracy Show app, both free downloads. Uh, the podcasts, of course, iTunes, TuneIn.com, Stitcher Radio, and TalkZone.com. Uh, those of you listening in on one of our affiliates, and we, knew have, a, we have a new one uh, tonight, WQTKFM, WQTKFM in Watertown, New York. And, of course, let's not forget those of you watching us on the live stream on YouTube uh, through our Hangout on Air. And, incidentally, if you want to uh, watch this radio transmission and stream it live on YouTube, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, Go to the top of the feed or near the top. Find the tweet containing the HOA link, large capital letters, HOA. Just click on it, and you're in. Wherever and however you're listening, I bid thee welcome, and I thank you for your fine company. Um, earlier, we had our uh, What's in the Box segment, and again, congratulations to, well, her Twitter handle is All Out of Love. All Out of Love. And um, we'll contact, reach out to her by Twitter, and she can pick up her. Her uh, bag of books, her Halloween uh, grab bag of books. Uh, we'll give her instructions on how to pick those up here at the radio station. Uh, staying with us is uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta, President Reagan's secret agent, the $26.5 trillion man. Uh, actually, I think with interest, it's now up to $32.1 trillion uh, that he amassed uh, during a, a series of currency swaps and other complex financial transactions which were used to bring down the Soviet Union at President Reagan's behest. And uh, he is uh, also joined by publicist, uh, publisher, editor Lon Gibby from Viking International. Again, the book, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. It's all in here, uh, documented. And uh, Ambassador Wanta is with us tonight to talk about uh, the election, the U.S. election. He says it's not going to happen uh, because of mass voter fraud. Now, we, we did talk about the, uh, the situation with uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, let me ask you about 
the other reports of voter fraud. Uh, we have uh, been uh, we have reports that up to two million deceased Americans uh, continue uh, to vote. They remain on the registration on the voters list. I mean, that is some effective get out the vote campaign when you have people rising from the grave <laughs> as we approach Halloween and casting their votes. Uh, is I mean, does that is is the voter fraud at that level significant enough? to change an election when you have 2 million deceased people still voting? Ambassador? You're asking me? Absolutely, it's voter fraud. And voter fraud is a federal crime, big time. Right. I know people in Chicago that went to a rescue mission many years ago on a ward, and they gave out packs of cigarettes, put the people at the mission house on a bus, and they all got arrested, and they got in big, big trouble. Same thing. You cannot buy a vote. The, uh, you cannot create a vote. You cannot defraud a vote. What are your thoughts well, on... Gore could have right. probably won the election, but they threatened him and his daughter, so he passed on a uh, an inspection of the votes. That's but right. All voter fraud. Which, it was interesting after the, um, the, the third debate when uh, Chris Wallace, the moderator, asked Donald Trump whether he would you know, abide by the results, and he'll say, I'll take a wait-and-see action. Of course, they made a big deal about that. Uh, there was a great deal of hypocrisy because, as you just mentioned, Al Gore contested the election in 2000 uh, and um, uh, 2004, uh, did not concede, uh, went to the Supreme Court. He was backed uh, in that action by Bill Clinton. So there's your, you know, they didn't accept the results. Uh, John Kerry uh, in, uh, in 2000, in, um, I'm sorry, Gore in 2000, John Kerry in 2004, same thing in Ohio, although he rolled over pretty quick and accepted, but I don't think until the next day. Because uh, so, yeah, they made him a deal, which violated the rights for the people to vote for their own person. Right. Uh, there's also reports, and I, I think this was during the 2012 presidential election, something like 120% of registered voters... In, in Philadelphia, cast votes. Th- just think about what I just said. 120% of registered voters in Philadelphia cast votes. I mean, how widespread is this, uh, Ambassador? You have to understand, George Soros is very much involved in counting the votes. When I was young, my dad had a paper ballot. We went into a little building. He went into the building. I stayed outside with other people to vote, and they had a paper ballot. That's the only way to go, because you can count them, you can weigh them, and you can absolutely guarantee perfect election results. But I know for a fact, I read newspaper articles right now, that, that people are throwing the ballots away before they even get counted. Hey, Lee, you, you just made a statement. Maybe you could clarify uh, would help the audience. Um, you said that George Soros was involved in election. Can you explain that? Absolutely. He rents the machines that counts the votes. Right. These are the smart right. He was found guilty in Malaysia for running currency speculation deals. And the prime minister himself of Malaysia, Makata, whatever his name was, went after him big time, and he was indicted. And he can't go anywhere in certain countries now because he was indicted for monetary fraud. Right, well, so Soros but, but, controls but I've the... Heard, I heard a statement that, uh, that Mr. Yoon, one of the, uh, you know, the news commentators, said that he no longer had any connections or didn't have those contracts. Do you, do you believe he still has those contracts? Well, somewhere he's got a clown in or someplace to represent him. He's not giving up a big deal. Like George Soros runs open society that has totally destroyed all of the European Union. He's not a friend of human humanity. 
Never was. How many Andrew states? Sass was one of his his KGB chairman in uh, in Budapest, in Hungary. I met those guys. I met Soros. I want to trust him with a lollipop. Uh, how many states are utilizing the electronic voting machines? I have no idea. Roughly. Do you know, Lon? It, it's it's a couple of well, dozen, I've, isn't it? I've heard I've heard that the majority of the states do. Um, you know, there were 16 states that were mentioned that uh, that still have machinery that relates to uh, back to the Soros time period. What was interesting is that nobody disputes that he was involved in the last election. I, you know, I haven't heard anybody say no, he wasn't ever involved in that. But he, he, his machines were. But I'm not sure about you know. I'm trying to get to the bottom of where, who has the contracts for those machines, and how can we verify and check on those? Uh, and, why uh, can't we have a numbered ballot and count every ballot one by one? Are we that cheap? I agree. I think you have to go back to 100% paper ballots. And the other thing, and uh, let me get your take on this, I think what needs to be done is you have to do away with all this advanced polling. One day you show up, you vote, that's it. What are your thoughts? That's the way it should be. Every person has the right to vote. One time. Right. I mean, we have states now, I believe Wisconsin, uh, you, you, um, uh, Lee, you can t- tell me if this is true. In, in Wisconsin, you can, you can change your mind three times before voting day. If you're, if, you're, if you're participating in advanced polls, you can change your mind three times before you cast your final well, vote. Well, it won't surprise me. There's no, no leadership in the corporate state of Wisconsin. It's a corporation. It's not a state of the union. In fact, they have offices in Washington, and they admit they're a, corp- they're a corporation. All right. State of Wisconsin is not a, a sovereign state like everybody thinks. In fact, Judge Torfey made me the only citizen under Wisconsin Constitution, Chapter 101, so I am probably the king and the queen and the other fairy in charge of the state of Wisconsin under a judgment of the courts, Dane County, or the county of Dane. They, have, they go by two names. They can prosecute in a Dane County or County of Dane, and whatever they please. Tommy Thompson's the one that destroyed all my records. And I lost over $4.5 trillion, which 35% of that would have went to the American people. Good job, Tommy Thompson. You got a secretary job with Bush, but the people didn't get 35% of $4.5 trillion uh, judgment of Judge Lee in my favor. That money disappeared for the TARP people. We will, we will get the bankers ripped off the people, $4.5 trillion. And then they get a diamond taxes. We will get an update on the uh, the missing thirty one. Well, it's not missing. We know where it is, but well, the, the, tre- the, tre- right, the thirty one point two trillion dollars. We will get an update on that, uh, Ambassador. But let me. Um, and by the by the way, I don't know if this uh, this just came out, but you might want to check this out, <clears throat> uh, Richard. But uh, the Chicago Tribune supposedly is the first in the major newspaper to ask Clinton to step down. I did mention that yeah. earlier. Yes, it was an, yeah. an editorial yeah. okay. Okay. You got uh, columnist. That? Yeah, right. that, okay. Yeah, okay, that's, that is uh, uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, the Tribune is no friend of the Republicans. Absolutely uh, so, not. So for them to come out and uh, s- Right. Yeah, this is building. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, we will see what the morning brings. However, uh, I want to uh, just uh, f- pursue the, the, um, the voter fraud for a few moments yet. Then I want to talk also about uh, Russia and uh, the saber-rattling going on there. But let me ask you it's about— the Russia Federation. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. No, I, I appreciate your precise language, Ambassador. I, I do. Uh, so the, the James O'Keefe Project Veritas videos, uh, have you had a, an opportunity to review those? Uh, and, and what are your thoughts, either of you, Lon or, or Ambassador Wanta? I, have, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, this is now, say that. Say that. What was that? Say the, that once again. The Project Veritas uh, videos, uh, undercover videos showing the DNC's 
um, super PACs and, and, and individuals that they've hired uh, to commit, who they admit on tape, committing voter fraud, busing in people from state to state to state to vote multiple times, inciting riots at the Republican convention in Chicago. Not riots, but uh, inciting violence. Well, right. yeah, Trump, alluded, uh, Trump alluded to that. In yes. His, in, yeah. Talks. yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether you might have had an opportunity to, to look at those and, and had any thoughts. But, but it's still legal. Those are goon squads. Right. But that's a pattern. You know, you're talking about a pattern that's been gone on before. It's not something new. It's it's the way they operate. It's just finally now being being exposed. So, you know where it should be, where the public's gonna. You know they're saying this is this is absurd. We can't accept that. But uh, it's not acceptable to have those type of activities going on. But uh, it's finally being exposed, which is what we really need is to get it out. And just to reiterate, so, for those joining us, uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta uh, and Lon Gibby are with us, and Ambassador Wanta has announced on this program that there will be no election. No lawful election. No lawful election on uh, November the 8th. They stay with us, and we'll discuss further. Stay with us. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Loose lips sink ships. And sometimes corporations. Got something to say? Call Richard Serrett now at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Thanks for your fine company. Ambassador Lee Wanta on the line, along with Lon Gibby, editor, publisher, Viking International. The book, again, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. He is the $31.2 trillion man, uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, secret agent, and we're talking about the U.S. election. I want to circle back because just before we went to break, um, uh, Lee, you said there will be no legal election. Richard, can I ask you a quick quick question? Yes. Why don't you ask me the very clear question? Since 1994, even Donald Trump, junior, senior, or whatever they are, knew that we had a deal for 2 million jobs immediately without any taxpayers' money to build the high-speed rail there's maps on this all the way up through Alaska to the East Coast through Canada. And it wouldn't cost the taxpayer a single dime. That's two million jobs. Trump, all he had to do is Trump is so, so up to speed, he could have told the public he would guarantee two million jobs because Judge Lee agreed that I would get four and a half trillion less 35 percent repatriation taxes, which was set aside for two million minimum brand new jobs. Uh, trades, apprenticeships, hospitals, hotels, uh, the city would have got taxes, county would have got taxes, state would have got taxes, and it wouldn't cost a single American taxpayer a nickel, a dime, even a Singapore half penny. Why wouldn't Trump come out and say, I know for a fact that there's $4.5 trillion in Judge Lee's, uh, approved by Judge Ellis, both federal judges, that would give us a high-speed rail of 2 million jobs. How many metal foundries? and cable and wire and electrical facilities would have been used already since 1994. Why do they hide that? Is there some special group that wants to build a high-speed 
rail with taxpayers' money, that's fraud. Okay. Because I'm willing to do it for nothing. You tell me then. money, knowing that I won't make a single dime. I'm 76. I'll be dead by the time they get it built. Why? But we started in 1994. Okay, two questions. How does Trump know about it, and why won't he talk about it? Because we told him. You told him. He gets faxes. Every single thing I send, we have people that talk to him in person about two million jobs for a high-speed rail. But it's a secret. Is somebody getting a set-aside allocation? Are they stockholders in their high-speed rail with the government taxpayers' money? And, and it's has crazy. Tr- the military would have traveled on leave free of charge on the high-speed rail. Has we Trump- even have lines put up trailers showing that China jumped in there, showing how we would get through the mountains out there in Colorado. It's a beautiful sight, this machine they built for us. And, and ha- two has, million jobs, not a right. single dime from the taxpayers. How's, but they would get has Trump responded, statement. though? Has Trump responded to you? Doesn't say a word. He doesn't. Have well, any maybe of, it's too know. big, it's too fast for him, it's high speed. I don't know. Ha- have any of his people reached out to you? Well, we get scuttlebutt, but it means nothing. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. You know, we we get have, scuttlebutt, uh, I but talked he's to two million American for about five minutes. a day. Yeah. Okay, Lon, jump in. What did you want to say, Lon? Oh, I just said I, I had an opportunity to talk to Eric just briefly one time. Uh, but we've, you know, Lee has continually sent, um, I've been helping, you know, it's just communication, they're sending a, a lot of information out to them, and they don't respond. Uh, they keep, they kept their distance from Lee for various reasons we don't quite understand. We have political considerations. They don't want to get involved in the yeah. truth. So that's part of the establishment. Let's not tell the people anything, because they're too stupid. I don't think they're stupid. They're American citizens. They're dumbed down because of political... Uh, harassment. All right, and this high but, speed. But they uh, definitely have learned a lot from the, you know, from right. part, because at least the, when the one that was been talking about the corruption way before Trump did, and Trump's finally starting to to, to focus on it like he should. But uh, that could have been brought up a long time ago. A lot of the things that they're finally talking about, because uh, we've had it out, you know, over for twenty some years. Have yeah. you? Have yeah. you? Reagan have you... had me sent to take down the Soviet Union, so we would save lives. Now we want to beat up Russia, and Russia wants to beat us because we violated the general agreement on cooperation that we signed in Moscow. I was happy to get out of Moscow. Right, and that agreement was that NATO would not encroach towards Moscow. And clearly... NATO doesn't have nothing to do with this. No? The Russian Federation and the United States would be at peace, and the Israelis would be at peace. We had a peace accord which included the protection of all the socialist countries would now be under the Russian Federation. We spent $10 billion for Gorbachev to resign as Secretary General, and I was happy to get out of the Kremlin because I wanted to make sure he got his $10 billion. You know, I wanted to mention, Richard, you know, the, that's the subject of the documentary Eagle on the Wanta that we've been working on. Oh, yes. Thank you for uh, and, and, you know, there's a 10-minute preview on, our, on the website, uh, Eagle One to Wanta. It's spelled out Eagle One to Wanta, just like, like you would write it. Um, unfortunately, that documentary should have been out before the election, but we, if I can't, I'm not going to explain it right now, some of the issues that we've faced trying to get that completed, but it's been very, very uh, difficult. There's been a lot of adversity, and basically it's been sandbagged, but it's not over with because that documentary will be produced and finished. But I just wanted everyone to understand we've been talking about it for a long time, but we ran into some serious uh, people trying to stop that project uh, because it's... I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm a dead man walking, and I'm 76 years old. I'm not afraid of that. I'm too old to die. Yeah. All right. I, I wanted to circle back to something that, before the break uh, that you said that there will be no legal election. 
Correct. So, but uh, earlier you had you had indicated that um, perhaps the Provo Marshal General will come. That know. comes later. He's got to rebuild the country first. You're not just going to pick four guys out of a telephone booth and say you're running for president. No, I understand. But you said <laughs> you, you're saying that there there will not be a legal election. But are are you still saying that it's possible there will be an election, but it will be a fraudulent election? And it could and it could be canceled immediately by the provost marshal. Okay, that's well, what I. All right. And, and already, already, there's three, according to CNN, which announced today, there's three active FBI investigations regarding Hillary Clinton. So there, even CNN's starting to talk about not being a, a Hillary involved in the election. I mean, and the cause of treason and and being a traitor and Benghazi, one of the major issues, because there was never an embassy and never a consulate. And uh, what's that gentleman that got? Bumped off through the White House, who got killed in his bedroom. That wasn't him. Tim Osmond is the CIA. Same guy as whatever the other character's name. Okay. Uh, so, 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 so again, it goes back to you know, if there's not, you know, if Hillary does step down, can there be an election? As you're asking that can't question, because the people don't want that. Yeah. So there can't. So, so. I think it's a postponement of the election. There will be an election, of course, and it'll it'll be done properly. That's what I'm thinking. But I don't. Well, it'll be more know, than I, six months from now. Yeah. All right. But, I want to uh, ask you. Some... I want to ask you about Russia. Uh, I, I thought it was very interesting the way that uh, you know the saber rattling, particularly from from Hillary, and, and you know the one thing that Donald Trump. There, there are a couple of things that Donald Trump has in com- common with Bernie Sanders. One has to do with trade. They're both pretty much on the same side in terms of trade deals. The other one is that neither of them are banging the drum for the war party. They both yeah, want... It's all theater. There's no war going on. It's all theater. But, but I'm wondering, though, <clears throat> Hillary certainly has indicated, you know, that she would view a cyber attack as just the same as a military attack, and she would use any, you know, she would all, everything would be on the table in terms of retaliatory measures, including a military strike against Russia. This is... Wait, I mean, now, you think that Russia is tapping our, our email lines? No, I don't. I, I don't necessarily... I mean, that comes from James Clapper, and Clapper was the one that told us that the NSA is James not spying Clapper on Americans. lies, and he was reprimanded right. for lies. I understand. And, and she's citing Clapper as evidence that the, Soviet, that the Russians are, 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 are behind these cyber attacks. I don't the think Russians there's... Are not well, well how, how does somebody that puts out an unsecured server with any country could actually... We don't even know... Agreed, agreed. <clears throat> no, I agreed. I'm saying she brought that up during the third debate, and I agree. Her, she's citing Clapper as her source, and I don't put any credence in that. I agree. I don't put zero. Minus exactly. 52. Yeah, this is the guy that told us that the NSA is not spying on Americans, and we know, of course, that's a, that was a lie. So the NSA spies on Americans for American protection. All right, perhaps. But the 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 situation, though, with Russia, I mean, we were told, uh, we there were reports last week that, uh, you know, America was on DEFCON 1 and, and um, uh, you know, that they were, the, the Soviet, the Russians were telling their people to find an, uh, fallout shelters, that, uh, you know, this was escalating. What, what are your thoughts on the possibility that, that, uh, that Clinton could drag us into a war with Russia? Clinton needs money, power, and banking and military-industrial complex. She'll go with the highfalutin guys at any cost to the American people because it's they they have no scru- no screw scruples. They don't care about life and death. You know we do. I think the other the other thing, Richard, is you know, look at history as an example. You know, um wars come up 
quite a bit in our history because they're needed. I mean, it's a way for for the, it's a cycle that, that that there's a war and then and and who makes money during wars, okay? And and who benefits from a war? Right, and also sometimes okay. these military actions are taken to distract from a uh, some sort of a, a, a crash, a major crime somewhere else. Right? Do you exactly? What about the possibility, though, that we are headed for some some sort of a crash? A bubble is going to burst. Several bubbles could burst. This could be another November surprise. We are bankrupt. There's no question about that. But I have already agreed to take over the national debt that you can verify. If say they say there were $20 trillion in debt. If there's 50% of that is true, that's a big figure. But the Federal Reserve Bank, which is not a bank, it's a clearinghouse, are the ones that are doing all the money changes. They're the ones that created the problem, and they're owned by the Rothschilds and the Cabal and the establishment. They're not fellow Americans in any shape or form. Kennedy got murdered. Bob Kennedy got murdered. Reagan got attempted assassinations and everything else. They need to control the money market, the gold, the silver, and they're not doing it for the people. They're doing it for a handful of people. All right. We- every day. That's why they took me down. Because I did the fair thing, and I had union, uh, United Nations contract number four for $5 trillion, and they cried like hell because they wanted to do it, and nobody was going to lose money from our deal at United Nations, UN contract number four, because we would have paid taxes on it, and we would have got rid of a lot of the banksters and the harp, harp and all that bullshit. Okay, no, we have, we have to be mindful of our language, Ambassador. <laughs> well, I'm just serious how much I understand. The people are being taken. <laughs> I understand. Uh, if- it's BS if you want to say that, but yeah. you got to be careful. Yeah, that's BS. Okay. Uh, but theater against the people, not for the people. So you, We you, don't have $20 trillion in real debt. All right. I plan to prove that. Okay, I, I, we, we can circle back to that. There's so many uh, issues here to address, but I want to just come back to, the, to, uh, to Russia for a moment. You're confident, then, that despite uh, Hillary's saber-rattling and bravado, that, the again, the, the flag officers in the military will, would not allow for a war with Russia. That's you, correct. All right. Well, we can at least rest easy on that front. Um, let's talk about, let's get an update then on, on the, uh, the $32.1 trillion. And, and I, again, I gave the sort of the thumbnail sketch of how that was amassed. And it's much higher according to the U.S. Treasury. It's, it's higher than $31.2 trillion? Absolutely. I would imagine just with interest, even though, uh, you know, it's uh, as dismal as interest is, on $31.2 trillion, that is going to accumulate in an awful hurry. Uh, but this was, again, um, money, a fortune that was amassed when you were working under President Reagan as his secret agent. When I was mandated under President Reagan. Okay, mandated. Uh, and, and, and one other thing yes. that's important, he was a private citizen under the Toten Doctrine. Right. It was initiated by Abraham Lincoln. So. You know, a lot of people have tried to justify taking his funds because because they call him an employee. He was an employee of the government. He was never an employee of the government. He's always been a private citizen under the Toten Doctrine. Right. And if you don't, if you want to know what the Toten Doctrine is, anybody could look it up. It's very clear what the Toten Doctrine is. Right, and it's in. Uh, it's also uh, documented in Wanta Black Swan White Hat. Ambassador Lee Wanta and uh, editor Lon Gibby, Viking International, uh, with us. So that money, uh, through uh, a number of complex financial 
uh, dealings, the currency swaps and so forth was amassed. You repaid back the original, sort of the seed the money. Front money, $150 billion. $150 billion. And the, the GAO de- made enough requests in Vienna, Austria, where I was stationed, to repay the $150 billion. I said, yeah, go, let's go down to the bank. And we gave them the wire transfer, $150 billion. bucks. It was no big deal. I was happy to pay it off. Right. Didn't and then- need it. And then the rest, you were to pay back to the U.S. Treasury the tax owing on that uh, Repatriating that money. tax of 35% under Judge Lee's order and approved by Judge Ellis, both federal courts in Virginia. All they right. recognized the money was there. They wanted 35%. In fact, they reduced it down from 37.5% because they've been raped and plundered to down to 35%. I calculate right away at 2.5%. Yes, Your Honor, I accept. Perfect. And what is the, the status? The last ruling on that was from Judge Lee? Judge Lee and Judge Ellis confirmed the Federal Bank of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond testified to Judge Ellis that all the money, the four and a half trillion that originally came in to my account at Bank of America was true, and Henry Paulson, Secretary of the Treasury, converted the money to the Treasury Department in his name only. People didn't get that money. He used it for the TARP money and pay off certain bankers and, and other cronies. That money was my money. I didn't tell them to have power of attorney. They just converted the money because the judge told me they didn't steal the money, Mr. Wanta. They converted the money. Well, thank you very much, Your Honor. All right. Uh, Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby, stay with us. We'll take a time out. Come back. More of The Conspiracy Show on the other side. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Peering into the shadows where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. A welcome back. Programming note next week on the transmission, Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, Psychological Operations like uh, Edward Snowden. That's in the first hour. And then Patty Greer, the crop circle lady, will be with us. Right now, Ambassador Lee Wanta stays with us. Wanta, black swan, white hat. Uh, Lon Gibby, his uh, the editor and the uh, publisher of Viking International, and again, the uh, the documentary. Uh, you can see the trailer. Uh, just go to eagle one to wanta dot com, and that's the name of the documentary. Eagle one to wanta. Eagle one, of course, being the code name for the president. Eagle one to wanta dot com. The website, if you'd like to see the trailer. Um, let me let me get your take on uh, Julian Assange, uh, Ambassador. Uh, is he uh, legit? Is he for real, or is he is he um, some part of some psyop? Well, it could be many things because he gets around pretty nice. Nobody seems to bother him, make a lot of noise, but he seems to be very free to travel where he wants. And he was in the the, M, the embassy for a long time, so he had protection. How does this happen? Well, he's – I don't know that he's free to move around. He's been hes been in the Ecuadorian embassy in London for – Right, but how does this happen? How does it happen indeed? I don't know. So you're saying it's quite possible that he is uh, – He's fronting for somebody. He's fronting for somebody. Okay. All right. Lon, did you have any th- further thoughts on Assange? 
Uh, not right now. I have some ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll kick in here in a minute. Okay. So why right. did you go back yeah. to Snowden? He was working for Colucci, Frank Colucci and the boys, who were certainly, you know, very strange cast of uh, spy masters, okay? How did he get that job to come out and take all those federal files out? Nothing ever happened to him much except you call him names. Uh, Carlucci was defense secretary under... Yeah, he was assistant secretary of defense under right. uh, Cab Weinberger that right. got uh, thrown out of office, too. And he went to become a director of Japanese Airlines for his own protection. Everybody gets a chair. That's what you call a set-aside allocation to make all these deals while you're in office. Then you get a chair someplace, a college, a university, right. and then you draw from the funds that they set aside for you. That's a, illegal, too. Or a directorship. Why did I know that? Or a directorship at American Express or something well, like yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> we take care of you later. All right. So it's back like going to a bar to give you a, a ticket, a token for a free drink, you know. Uh, what is your status, Ambassador Wanda? Are you free to move around the United States? I'm a political you... prisoner. I will continue to be a political prisoner until they tell the truth to the American people that I can rebuild our country. I already agreed to pay all the national debt off, which I'm willing to do as long as it's real and subject to an audit. Oh, an audit? We don't do audits. Well, we ought to do audits before we say we're $20 trillion in the hole, because we're not. It's all, it's all nonsense. Total nonsense. If you did it like they did in Iceland, they arrested the bankers and politicians because they, they had bad books. Like in, like in Greece, they got bad books. Everybody marks up everything because that money's been taken someplace else, but it's not real money. A lot of that's fiat currency, derivatives. That means nothing. You can't cash the derivatives, so what good is it? Well, I have a million-dollar derivative. Okay, try and cash it. Try to move it. Make okay. it 10 cents at the junker for paperweight. Further to my, my, my question about your being a, a political prisoner, what does that mean in, in practical terms? Are you able to move around the country? Or are you... Well, I can move around the country. I have a lot of protection from a lot of, a lot of pe- people. But the thing is, I can't do what I want to do, and they won't give me my passports back from my diplomatic passports. Uh, this uh, county judge told me that I wasn't black, so I can't be the ambassador of Somalia. He knew who I was. He even told the court I was an ambassador. Judge Elise Ross in New York testified that I was an ambassador. The U.S. attorney in New York ordered all my charges dismissed because I was the ambassador. But nobody cares that I'm an ambassador because they want to keep the money. If I'm free to travel, they have to give me my money. And that money cannot even go back to the people. And this is my argument. I owe the people on repatriation taxes 35% of over $60 trillion dollars. The Treasury admits I have $60 trillion, but the money is being used. By whom? Why can't I use that money? Why can't I pay the American people their taxes? Why can't I build 2 million jobs on a high-speed rail? No charge to anybody. I'm never going to make a dime for that. That's what Reagan wanted, is free movement. If- Amtrak was run by Tommy Thompson, the former governor of the state of Wisconsin, that kidnapped me by rendition to pay $14,000 for income tax I don't owe. I haven't lived in the United States since 1985 when I spent the whole year in China and 86 and the whole year in the Philippines for President Reagan under the Truman Doctrine. I have no business being in the United States, but they kidnapped me so they can take all the money and I can't leave because if they don't give me my passports back, where do I go with no money? So I just hey, tell them the truth every day. All right, Lon Gibby, jump in, yes. Uh, well, I just want to just kick in that, you know, Lee, Lee's sharing some elements of 
of his story, which is, of course, in the biography, which is available on uh, iBooks as well as uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. But, but we also have hardback copies of it. But the point, the point is that everything in that biography is backed up with documents that back up. For example, Judge Lee ordered Lee to pay his taxes, liquidate his corporations, all of his companies, and pay his taxes. And that's what he was trying to do. Uh, and, but he can't do that while his money's frozen the way it is right now. Right. But we should, anyway, the, we should point out there's point a CD. Out, sorry, there's a CD-ROM in the uh, in the back of the book as well that's available. Yeah. And that has that's just chock full of the, the documentation you're referring to, right? These are exactly, court documents. Exactly. Court documents, and uh, I mean this is uh, it, it's pretty compelling. I mean there's there are copies of of canceled checks and and uh, you know written judgments from judges and so forth so people you know if you think that this is just some tinfoil hat delusional person I'm speaking to on the line you know get the book and, and decide for yourself I mean as I say there are court documents reprinted in this book so yeah and it, it, and on the website you can go to uh, just scroll down after you where the video is and go to the bottom of the page and read the last chapter in the book, and we um, asked me to help uh, put that chapter together. And it's only 30 pages, but it'll explain everything that's happened in the last, you know, two and a half years with Lee. So and and and, and paints the picture of what we call Puppet Gate, which is the whole issue we're dealing with, which is much bigger than here in the U.S. This has to deal with uh, England and other countries, people that are involved in this in in. Puppet Gate. It's a big deal. It goes clear back to 1913, historically, when uh, the Federal Reserve was established, you know, under President Woodrow Wilson. So, I mean, you're going to get a real snapshot in just 30 pages of what's going on right now, including the issues in the Ukraine and including the issue with Vince Foster and Hillary Clinton. And, and Lee did give Hillary Clinton $250 million for the Children's Defense Fund. And uh, Vince Foster went to Switzerland to pick it up. Uh, and meet with Lee, and Lee was put in prison, and the money went back with Vince Foster to Washington, D.C., and uh, allegedly Vince Foster committed suicide. It's not allegedly. He was murdered. Okay, but I'm just saying allegedly because that's what everybody says. Yeah, I don't care what everybody says. Let's tell the truth to the people. But nobody knows where where those funds are either, Uh, and nobody's accounted for that. What happened to the $250 million that Lee gave to Hillary Clinton's Children's Defense Fund? All right, we'll uh, take another time out and uh, back for one more go-round with Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby Wanta, black swan, white hat. And uh, again, I encourage you to get on up to the website eagle1towanta.com and you can see a trailer. It's pretty substantial. I think it's about a 10-minute uh, preview or trailer for the, uh, the documentary yet to be released soon, we hope. And uh, again, encourage you to uh, check out the book. Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Stay with us. PIN numbers, passcodes, social insurance numbers. If they make you wonder how private they are, here's two more numbers. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind. 
on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Uh, welcome back. Final segment with Ambassador Lee Wanta on the line and uh, his editor, publisher, Lon Gibby, Viking International, eagle1towanta.com, the website, eagle1towanta.com, and the book is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Uh, in the final moments, let's, let's get back to the, uh, the election here for a moment. And um, if let's assume for a moment that, and, and I know we're, you're stating that this is a fraudulent election, and, and um, many will agree, let's say that the Provo Marshal General uh, doesn't step in at that point. The election stands. Hillary Clinton somehow manages to eke out a victory. Uh, what happens then in your mind? Is she uh, she'll be uh, under investigation still? Will she be impeached? Will she be indicted? Uh, this this would be a huge constitutional crisis. What, what do you see happening if Hillary is in fact elected? I don't think anything will happen. She'll pardon herself, and everybody will cry for four years, and and will be absolutely bankrupt and at a war someplace. She would have I the power. her with a puppy bag. She would have that power to pardon herself as president. Certainly. Why not? She she could also make Obama the Secretary General or, or an ambassador to the United Nations, pay him another hundred fifty thousand every six months for her flight or something. Uh, would anybody have? The power would Congress, for example, have the power to appoint a special prosecutor, or can that only be how done by they? the? They can't do it now. How would they do it then? I'm just asking you how this works. I'm not sure. The politicians know that this is all nonsense. It's all illegal. But they are all part of the grouping. They have no place to run and hide. All right, but There's as you no difference between party A and party B. But would if she's elected, would then the is it possible the Provo Marshal General Joint Chiefs would say? This cannot stand, and would they would they make a move, perhaps? On Constitution, all they're entitled to do that, and they ha- they have to, they should. But I can't speak for the Provost Marshal and Joint Chiefs of Staff because God knows who's going to be arrested before the moment she takes charge. She could arrest all kinds of people that she knows are the enemy of her state, not our state. But but Congress could still hold an investigation. Could she not be impeached? She could shut down Congress. She could shut down Congress. Why not? She's now the president. Scary, scary. Well, surely that would cause a, a you know a constitutional crisis. That would do a constitutional crisis. But which way is it going to go then? When everybody's so confused because <coughs> she's she's the first woman. Forget the woman or man. We're talking the office of the president. That's sacred. You know, the other the other thing is that it, gender shouldn't even enter in when it comes to criminal enterprise. I mean, this has nothing to do with gender. No. If, right. if, 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 so we would we would welcome a really outstanding woman president to run, uh, but this is about criminal enterprise. It's nothing to do with gender. Make sure everybody understands that. Elizabeth you know, Dole would have been a cool lady. She's smart, yeah. smart as a whip, Elizabeth yeah. Dole. Uh, you know, if this problem goes way back in the history of the Clintons and and the baggage that they're bringing to the table, and this has to do with, you know, her her ability, her qualification. She's not qualified because of the, the the federal laws that have been broken for one thing. That's, well, that's, the, that's the bottom line. Well, yes. I mean, there, as you say, tip of the iceberg. But one of the things we're also hearing is that she, is, she has basically uh, – um, she is precluded now from being briefed on 
intelligence matters because of this breach, even if, you know, she can wiggle out of that and say it wasn't illegal and they had to create this whole new term, uh, gross recklessness or whatever, carelessness, uh, because they didn't want to say negligence because that has criminality attached to it. So they invented this new term. Uh, So she wiggled out of that one, as the Clintons often do. Um, But that still would preclude her, apparently, according to some sources I'm hearing, preclude her from being briefed on intelligence matters. How can you have a commander-in-chief who can't be briefed? Go back to Title 18. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's where everything's going to hit. They're starting to talk about Title 18 finally. And Section 4, Ms. Prisoner of Felony, she knows crimes are going on. She hasn't reported a single crime. She's a co-conspirator. So uh, there are a couple of scenarios here we've talked about. We've talked about the fact that uh, this is uh, not a lawful election and possibly the Provo Marshal General will, will, will step in. We've talked about the possibility that the election will be allowed to stand and we will have Hillary Clinton as, as commander-in-chief. Uh, do you see a possibility that Donald Trump could still pull this election out? I can't support either, either one because I'm an American first. Okay, but aside from your preferences, do you, do you see a, a possibility that Trump would be elected? I pray not. All right. Lon, did you have any thoughts on that? I'll I'll get my opinion. Um, I think think because there's so many people that have been afraid to speak up because they would have been labeled bigots or women haters or whatever. When the people do show up to vote, I think they'll be surprised at the turnout for Trump. I think think Trump has resonated. And if you look at the basic things, uh, the the policies, if you take away personality and look at policies, the things he's talking about are important uh, to Americans. You know, gun control. We're talking about, you know, uh, you know, having a strong military. We're talking about immigration issues. I mean, that those but are. He's holding back the truth line. He's not telling the yeah. people everything. Uh, that's true, and that's see, that's the other problem is that. But I, I'm just saying, I'm answering the question that he asked, and that is, Trump has a tremendous amount of support because he does resonate. With policies, if you take away personality issues, and and again, anybody that's been doing banking for years had to had some baggage because they were dealing with the big boys, the banksters. Okay, and some people like Trump, you know, they're they're multi-millionaire, billionaire type folks. They had to have dealt with some of these people, and they, there is some baggage there that will probably come out at some point. But but I'm talking about taking away the personality and and look at the policies that are being discussed. And the policies are correct as far as the conservative vote. And I think they will turn out because they're scared as heck right now of what could happen if Hillary got in. So that's, I think there's a possibility that Trump could, could win. Now, again, the, we're talking about a rigged election situation, so that has to be all brought out as well. So uh, there could be some issues uh, that will come up relating to that, that will disqualify the election for that reason. I don't know. But I just know that, that there will be support for the policies of the Republican Party, not the personalities. Right. Ambassador, okay. do you think, though, that your, yeah. your, your chances of, of um, getting access to the, those trillions of dollars would be better under a Trump administration than they would be under a Clinton administration? I've been told I should be paid any day now. And I'll be paying approximately 35 to 50 percent. And they're delaying that because they don't want me to influence the election. 
I think the people have the right to know that I will get rid of majority of the national debt obligations based on an audit. The American people will be free to rearrange the furniture, and I will build the high-speed rail for a clubhouse sandwich, hold the mayonnaise. That's all I ever <laughs> wanted to do. Well, who has given you this assurance that you will be paid any people day People that are very important to our country. All right. You can't elaborate further? The, the people, the bad people know who I'm working with, and they. that's why a lot of people are being picked off the street and being questioned, and they're making deals. They want transactional immunity. I think that should be told to all the people. That's why I don't think the voting is fair, because nobody has all the material. I talk every day to everybody around the world, and I tell them how I feel, and I tell them the truth, and they look it up, and they say, well, how could this happen? Let me know, and I'll change it. I, I, they I, did, because that money talks to the bankers and the and the Queen of England and the Exchequer and the country leadership, everybody's getting a piece of the pie. You can see what's going on around the world. The leaders get paid, and you, the people, you're not important. Ambassador, we are the little people. I, I'm uh, I'm 76. I went from a 52 waist to a 44. I'm experiencing. They want me dead. Well, that's people that was my question. How, walking. Okay. How, how is it you are still walking around? I pray a lot. I'm a Catholic lay minister, and I'm not changing my attitude. I mean, but you are, you know, visible. People know where to find you, presumably. They, oh, yeah. I, I go out with a lot of agents and special people and travel here and travel there. I'm not afraid. You can only die once. And Sister Constantia told me in grade school, you'll never die before your time. And I'm taking it all the way to the end. Do you have uh, people that were loyal to President Reagan protecting you? Absolutely. Secret Service? Former Secret Absolutely. Service? Absolutely. Reagan has never left office. Nobody. It was no transition. When on January 20, 1989, Bush did not replace him, nor the administration. It's still in transition because uh, Prescott Bush's grandfather, director of the Herman Bank, was trading with the Nazis, and he signed a plea, a plea bargain that no Bush family would ever run for publicly elected office. So a lot of people in the Reagan transition are still standing around waiting to get back to work. We have never left our, our, our mandate or our position in life. People write from the Reagan administration all the time because he has never been replaced. There's no transition. Bush knew that. Which gets back to director. Which gets back to why you were referring to his successors as acting president. Right. Right. Nobody replaced Reagan. It's an open book. They can count all you want. It was voter fraud then, and it's voter fraud now. Because Bush family has no authority under the plea of Bregman for uh, Prescott Bush to run for public office. Uh, and Lee, Sandy Berger, the NSA the guy, tried to steal the plea bargain at the National Archives and got caught. Okay, Lon, Lon wanted to jump in. I was, I was just going to say that, uh, Lee, 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 you might want to comment on your feeling about the Bushes and Clintons working together. Is that uh, Well, they're the same people. They're the same cabal. It is same interesting. Establishment. They know what's good for us, so shut up and listen. That's wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's why uh, why the Bushes are uh, endorsing Hillary. <laughs> well, certainly, because they're mad that Jeb Bush didn't get in there. No Bushes yeah. can run for publicly elected office, not even the governor of Florida. That was in the plea bargain. It's still in the National Archives. Why didn't somebody steal it and publish it? There you go. Uh, Lon, give us an update. I know uh, you're, you're desperately trying to get uh, the documentary Eagle One to Wanta finished, released. Uh, give us an update. What, 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 what do you need to get that done? Well... That, well, unfortunately, that you know, I'm a, and we're going to put out a, you know, a, a 
a news release about what happened, but the, there, was, there was a billionaire that was involved um, that, that believed in Lee in the story and understood how important this message was, and he has died. And so his estate uh, has chosen not to follow through with the contract that he signed and fund the project. So that took away our funding that we had lined up. And that's all going to be exposed. That's another chapter that hasn't been written, what happened. And there's been some other interesting things that have sandbagged the project. But, you know, I'm a small business owner. You know, I've worked hard 40 years in business, um, developed a really great uh, team and media company. And fortunately, you know, we're we're moving forward regardless. We've been able to keep moving the project. We've gotten in debt, and of course, it's been a very difficult time for us. But this is an important message, and as an American, I feel it has to be told. And I'm doing my best to get the message out. All right. In the meantime, I might people, add, his yes. investor was a, a lieutenant commander, U.S. Navy, retired, and he signed all the contracts. He fell in his house. And he went into the hospital, and he died the same day and buried the same day. Oh, dear. That's one rapid removal. I'll say. Uh, in the meantime, people can go to eagle1towanta.com, look at the documentary uh, trailer. It's about 10 minutes long, eagle1towanta.com. And Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat is available at uh, all good bookstores, Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, etc. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I appreciate your time tonight. And thank you for You're your welcome. Time. Thank you, Richard. We always appreciate being with you. Likewise. All right. Ian Robertson, thank you. Albert Vinzel, our remote viewer friend, thank you. Ryan White, intern, thank you. Back next week. And uh, we've got another good one for you. Scott Bennett, The Shell Game. We'll talk about Ed Snowden and others as a psyop. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.